Hallelujah. Welcome, my brothers and sisters and friends. We're going to be studying the book of John, the gospel according to John. We're going to touch a couple of verses from there. But I pray this prayer in the name of Jesus. I pray that you may receive his word. I pray that you may be encouraged by his word. I pray that you may experience him in a new powerful way. I pray that you may know him through the word. We're going to begin. And we pray that your anointing, Lord God, be all over this. We pray that your anointing may be all over this word. All inside of me, all inside of me, all inside of my mind. Lord God, and in the minds and hearts of those who hear you, who hear your word, including myself. Lord God, as I share it, speak to my heart as well. In Jesus' name. So let us go to the gospel according to John. We're going to be looking at chapter 1. And verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Now notice this quickly, that in the beginning there was something. There was a Word, and the Word was connected to God. God and His Word are united God and His Word are one. This, the verse continues to say, "And the Word was with, and the Word was God." So not only is the Word united with God, but the Word itself is God. Now, it describe it's, verse two describes it this way: He was in the beginning with God. So the Word and God have been united. Seen the, since the beginning or before the beginning they have always been now on this side of creation we need to consider that his word is not separate from God when God declares a word when God gives a word his word is an expressed image of who he is and his word hallelujah is God now I'm not saying that the Bible is God. I'm not saying that words are God. But the word that was with God, the word that is being described here is a person. Because verse 2 says, He was in the beginning with God. After he describes the word that was in the beginning, and that the word was with God, and the word was God, verse 2 clears it up and says, He was in the beginning with God. So before creation, before the observable universe, God and his word were united. Now verse 3 says, All things were made through him, and without him not anything made that was made. Let me read that again. All things were made through him. And without him was not anything made that was made. So all things is basically what it says here. All. All the things that we can observe and see with our eyes. All the things that we cannot see with our eyes. All the things that we can touch and the things that we cannot touch. The visible universe and the invisible universe. The things that hold creation together. And the things that are observable that whole creation together 
the molecules, the cells, the atoms, and everything that is part of this creation was created by God. The laws that were established in the universe and the earth and the sun and 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 in this galaxy were established by God. And all things were made through him. So without God's approval, without God ordaining it, without God declaring it to be so, nothing was made without his stamp of approval. Hallelujah. Verse, uh, the verse continues to say and says, And without him was not anything made that was made. So all the things that are created, all the things that are and that will be, were made through him. There is a him, which is the word. The word was in the beginning. The word was with God and the word was God. Now, all the things that are made, all the things that we can touch and see, and the things that we cannot touch and see were made, and not anything was made without Him, without His stamp of approval. So if you're here in the world today, He gave you the stamp of approval to be here on earth. You're not a mistake. Just remember that. You're not in error. You're here because God wanted you to be here, because Jesus wanted you to be here. Now, He says, in Him... Again, in who? In the Word. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. Then verse 5 says, That light shines in that darkness, and darkness has not overcome it. It says, In Him was life, and the light was the light of men. Now, there is a world, and the one that we currently live in, that we can say that there are moments that there is extreme darkness because of the evil, because of the murders, because of the robberies, because of the uh, sexual perversions, because the social indifferences, because of many other things. We can say, hallelujah, that this world is in need of a light. Now, The beautiful thing is this, that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. So in the other version it says, darkness, darkness couldn't comprehend it. In other words, darkness has a specific reason. Darkness has a purpose. But when light comes, it's unable to hold it. Darkness cannot surround the light and expect it to survive. If the darkness tries to surround the light, it will be killed. It will be destroyed. However, this light that has come to the earth is a mighty and powerful light because it is not just a light or a sparkle or a shining. It is the life of men. Until then, the life of men was stagnant. Until then, the life of men was missing. Until then, there was no life for men, for women, for children. There was no life. But God in His mercy came down. Hallelujah. As David prophesied, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom should I be afraid? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is the light of our salvation. He is the light of hope. I don't know what you may be going through. 
I don't know what area of your life you are struggling in, but I tell you there is a light. And that light is the light of Jesus Christ. It is the light of his glory. It is the light of his presence. It is the light of his peace. Verse 8, excuse me, verse 6 says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. So here we've been introduced to a revelation. It says there was a man sent from God whose name was John. Now remember, as we can recall that in the beginning of the scripture, it says that all things were made through him and without him was not anything made. Now this gospel, this good news that we're sharing was made by God. This message has its genesis in God. So here we have a man who has received, who has received a message and he is delivering and working And proclaiming the message. It says here there was a man sent from who? From God. Whose name was John. Verse 7. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. So John, as we know him as John the Baptist. His purpose was to represent Christ Jesus who was and has come to the earth and his job was to prepare the hearts of the people to prepare them so that they will be able to receive the Messiah Jesus Christ and be delivered but he says here very plainly he was not the light but came to bear witness about the light hallelujah now It speaks about John saying that he was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. So he came to be a testifier, a person that that is a person that gives a testimony about the nature of God, about the person of God. And here we have this declaration being made. And it says, These, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. We, he came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. So the objective is to believe in Christ Jesus. To believe in the message of John the Baptist, which pointed everyone to Jesus. So your person needs to be fully convinced in Jesus, fully convinced of the light of the gospel. So that you can rejoice, so that you can be set free, so that you can live and not be worried. Verse 8, verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. Verse 9. The true light which gives light to everyone was coming to into the world. Hallelujah. So here we have a true light. It says the true light, which gives light to everyone. Now, if we break it down, which is a true life, which gives life to everyone, has what's coming into the world. So, God is good and God is awesome. And he 
wants us to be ready for his return and be ready for him. It says the true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. So there is a true light. There is a light. We're not talking about light bulbs, but we're talking about a true revelation by God of his character and of his person. Hallelujah. So that we may have no excuse before him. And indeed, we do not want to have any excuse. We just want to surrender to his mercy and his grace. He says, verse 9, the true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. So, the light of life, the light that gives life, the true light that gives a new beginning has come to the earth to proclaim liberty, to proclaim peace, to proclaim transformation. Are you in a state of darkness that you don't know what the future is going to hold? That you just wish you can see what is going to happen tomorrow or the day after that or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Thursday. You just want to know what's going to happen. But I tell you this. If you are in the Lord, the Lord goes before you. Hallelujah. And he prepares a way for you so that he may be glorified and that he may be honored. Hallelujah. We praise you, God. You're worthy, Holy Ghost. You're worthy, Father God. You're worthy of all the glory, of all the honor. So he says here, verse 9. He, excuse me, verse 10. He was in in the world, and the world was made through him, and yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. So here we have the the Lord Jesus Christ, the creator of, of the universe, the creator of the planet that his foot are standing on. And yet someone, because of ignorance, decided to remove Jesus from that area. Hallelujah. To remove him from that area. Now, the Lord is powerful. The Lord is awesome. The Lord is great. His ways are perfect. It says here that the true light which gives life to everyone was coming into the world. So there was a sense of expectation, an expectation of illumination, of revelation, of understanding. And this is and this person is coming over, hallelujah, to give us the true light, which is the salvation of men, the salvation of people, being saved and redeemed and restored, hallelujah, by his grace and love. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. So, it's a curious situation. We have a family member who refuses... To give, hallelujah, his time as a means of sacrifice to a family that is in need 
of the true light of the gospel that is in need of to the true light of salvation. So here we have it. It says here, verse 13, But to all who did receive him, hallelujah, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Hallelujah. Now we have a situation here. He was a supervisor, an overseer, and the Lord Almighty, he came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. They rejected him just because of appearances. But he was and is, hallelujah, mighty and powerful. He is holy, he is mighty and great. So we're going to finish with verse 12. But to all who did receive him, who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, or nor, or nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but rather of God. So I pray that you may have been blessed by this, and I pray that you may join us tomorrow as we continue in our journey in the book of John, in the first letter of John. God bless you. Stay strong. In Jesus' name, amen.